section of my mind that the devil could torment me in. Saturday night, uh, last week I believe it was, there was a gentleman staying with us out of town. He came in here especially for the meeting. We had the men's meeting. He asked me if he could pray for me for it, and I didn't even know he knew I was suffering with it. He laid hands on me, and as he was praying, I could feel the weight being lifted from my head. My, my body actually felt lighter. I went to sleep that night and slept straight through, and I've been sleeping really good. And that's, that's highly unusual for me. So God is a God of miracles. He's a God of salvation. So if you have something, don't be as dumb as I was and carry it, because you don't have to. When, when he was through and when I was laying down that night, I always have a conversation with and I said, God, why, why did you keep this so long? He said, I didn't keep it, you did. He said, all you had to do was really ask forgiveness and believe in it. So you have to believe in it. So I'd like to, to officially open this, this service this morning with prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before you today. I proclaim you are the king. You're the one, you're the only. You're our Lord, Father. We serve you with every fiber of our body, Father. We as a body of believers are dedicated to the salvation of souls in this area and any area that passes through, Father. When you walk in this church, look at it. It's a church of God. It's a church that the Lord loves, and he loves everybody in here. We pray to make anyone that come in these doors feel welcome, and they're accepted here, Lord. There's no, there's no standard here other than that you come to know Jesus and love him. I ask you to anoint these musicians, Father, to touch these cymbals and these 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 drums and guitars, Lord, these voices, Father. Just bless them and lift them up to you, Father. Touch each and every soul that comes in here, Father. Bathe them in the glory that's here. May they recognize the spirit of the Lord. May they hear God's voice and may God know their voice when they cry out to him. Father, just come and heal the sick. Just mend each one of us, Father, and meet us where we are in the mighty name of God. Amen. Y'all ready to worship this morning?
worship this morning. As we worship. As we worship this morning. We cry out to you, Lord. Right now, Lord, we just come before your holy throne. We come with thanksgiving. We come with praise. We come acknowledging that you are the way maker. That you work every miracle. Father God, that you can do everything except fail. Right now, Lord, we submit ourselves to you. And in your presence, Father God, we ask you just pour out your spirit upon us, Lord. Right now, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Jesus, we feel you in this place this morning, Lord. Woo! I thank you for your presence in me, Lord. Father God, I pray that each of us here today has a personal relationship with you. But if we do not this morning, it's never too late. Right now is your opportunity. In your heart, all you have to do is let Jesus have his way. Take over that empty void. Some of us forget that there is on, there's a place in every heart that nothing else can fill. We try to fill it with people. We try to fill it with money. We try to fill it with things. The only thing that can fill that empty void is a relationship with Jesus Christ. So just go into your worship experience. We don't have to say anything because worship is personal. It's individual. It's one-on-one. We can praise together, but you have to worship. So as the musicians play, just go into your secret place. Go into your closet and just give him what he deserves this morning. your father's love and your father's faithfulness does not waver. He is the constant one. There is no shifting shadow in him. gaze of the one who is ever faithful. 
the gaze of the one who loves me. In the gaze of the one who loves you. May we be hidden in your gaze.
everything is yours, Lord. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. We give it all to you right now, Father God, because you first gave it to us.
know I love the fact that as we're saying how much we love him, he's saying the same thing back to you. He says, oh, how I love you. 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 And it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, what you went through last night, what you've been through in a season. He says, I love you. 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 You can't outcry him. Oh, we serve a father who just loves us. He just loves you. And he loves you. And he loves you. Oh, Father. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We cry out to you, Holy. Come on, Father. Yes, Father. Oh, Holy, we love you. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, Holy. Receive that this morning. Receive his love this morning. Receive that this morning over your life that he loves you. He loves you. He made you. And he just loves to hear that. He, he loves to hear that you love him. Come on, Holy. So come, Holy. Oh, Holy. Come on, bless us this morning. We love you, Father. We surrender to you. We lift you up this morning. Oh, we give it all to you. We cry out to you, Lord. Come on, Father. We give you all, all the praise this morning, all the honor, all the worship, all the glory. We just lift you up, Father, with all of our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name. We all said, come on, amen. Amen. Come on, can we get louder one last time? Let's lift them up. One big shout. Come on, we love you, Lord. Woo! Oh, thank you, Holy. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Woo! Well, gather yourself. Collect yourself. Say hi to somebody you hadn't seen in a while. We'll be right back.
right. Good morning, good morning. Come on, gather your seats. Go grab them. Sit wherever you want to sit. You don't even have to sit with your loved ones this morning. You can just sit down somewhere. That's okay. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Oh, come on. We're better than that. How's everybody doing this morning? Woo. I am completely exhausted right now because, man, we're here for worship practice and just going through the whole thing this morning and, you know, getting wrecked after getting wrecked after getting wrecked. And I'm just ready to sit here for a bit. I can turn it over to Kevin, I guess, but uh, I'll do that in a second. <laughs> but I just wanted to say good morning, everybody. If you're new here, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. We absolutely love you guys. Come on. Can we give it up for our online audience? Come on. We love you guys watching online. So important you stay tuned no matter where you're at throughout the globe. It's so awesome that, that, that we can share this with you and that you can experience what we experience. So thank you for tuning in and share this link. Get it out there to everybody. Let everybody know what, what God's trying to do right now, what Father's trying to do in the house because he has a word for you. So share that. If you're in here and you've got your cell phone, share it. When you see it on Facebook later on, share it. Just continue to share it because it's a message for everybody, not just us. So that's so good. And uh, I'm excited about what God's ready to do this morning. Um, quite a few things I want to cover real quick. Uh, one, if you're new to the church, uh, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. You should have received one when you came in, or if not, raise your hand. Our ushers will get you a Connect card. Fill that out. Let us know you're here for the first time, or you've never filled one out. Fill one out. We just want to reach out to you, pray for you, love on you a little bit, let you know all about the church and answer any questions. That's what we like to do. I can't do that if you don't fill one out because I don't know how to get hold of you. So that's just the truth. So uh, you got to take some time and do that. Okay, uh, quick announcements. What's coming up this week? We're excited about this Monday night prayer. Come on. This last Monday was powerful in here. It was so good. And you need to get out here and just watch what the Holy Ghost wants to do on a Monday. Be here at 6 p.m. with us. We'd love to pray with you. Uh, Tuesday at the table, that's our midweek service on Tuesdays. You never know who's teaching, but that's awesome because you never know what you're going to get. But it's going to be filling and it's going to be the Holy Ghost. So that's powerful. So get on out here on Tuesdays at 6 Wednesdays is our student ministry and our children's ministry right here. Drop them off. That's right. Come on. Our next generation is so important to us. So it's so important that, that we pour in. We give them a whole, we give them the whole campus on a Wednesday because they mean that much. And, they, and, and get your children out here. Get your students out here. Let them, let them do life with other people their age. It's so important. Uh, young adults on Friday. Come on, 6 p.m. Young adults, 18 to 28. Uh, man, get out here. We, you have people here for you, too, and, and we just love you guys, and, and, and you need to be part of that. If you haven't downloaded our app yet, go ahead and download our app. It's, uh, the, it's all over the place in the church, so go ahead and scan that. Take a picture of it. Scan it later. I don't know. It's, you can go to the bathroom and find them, so they're everywhere. No excuse why you don't have the app. It's just great. They're everywhere. Get that. That has all the information. talks about everything uh, with the church. It's all brand new, so uh, make sure you get that one downloaded. Um, also, upcoming next, or I'm sorry, Sunday the 6th is Baptism Sunday. So, so yeah, we're excited about that. Come on, Baptism Sunday. It is time, guys, uh, to go public with this. So if, if you've received Christ, if you haven't been baptized in a long time, maybe you want to redo that, sign up online. Let us know. We're going to do it right here on that Sunday. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. We're going to celebrate afterwards. So we're just going to have a big celebration afterwards and just everybody that wants to get baptized. So sign up. If not, when you come in that day, I'm telling you, we get it all the time. You'll get wrecked, and then you'll get baptized. 
So I'm just giving you a heads up, like <laughs> come prepared. We'll have, we'll have t-shirts and shorts just in case because I just feel that's going to happen. Um, one last thing, and this is a correction. Uh, Brother Eddie James is coming in, but not on the 18th. It was supposed to be on a Friday. It's no longer on a Friday. It's on a Sunday morning. So we're going to have Eddie James in the house Sunday morning uh, on the 20th. That is also Father's Day. So bring your fathers out. What a great opportunity to experience Eddie James in the house. Um, and, and we're just excited about that and what he wants to do. His ministry is phenomenal, and we get to pour into that, and he gets to pour into us. It's going to be good. So show up ready uh, and get here early because this is open to other churches. So we might, you know. Be, be hosting some other churches that Sunday. Um, so make sure you get here ready for that. Um, all right, that's all my announcements today. And uh, I don't think I have time for you, Kevin. <laughs> all right, I'm going to turn this over to Kevin and Crystal. Uh, today's a special day, so I want to bring them up to the stage and let them run with it. Going on strike? All right. All right, good morning. If I am yelling, it's because I can barely hear still, okay? I was in the drum box. It's, it's loud in there. Uh, but we love you guys. So uh, what's going on this morning is that it's Senior Appreciation Day. Come on, you guys make some noise. There you go. Uh, we are thankful and great. Do you have, okay. We're grateful to uh, be able to do this and also a little sad. Um, every year this comes, you know, we, we lose some of our teens, but uh, we, this is the day that we get to honor them and appreciate them. And although it's, you know, it's nothing huge, but it's still a token of our appreciation as a staff. I know Pastor DJ has signed this and me and uh, Pastor Crystal as well. Uh, but we just want to say we love all of our students. They're all amazing. Uh, they're all special, and God's going to use them all in a mighty way. Uh, and we're thankful that we get to be a small piece of that in their lives and that we get to help them with some of the foundation and keep building on that foundation that, you know, Mama Lo and the kids' ministry has already built. So we're thankful for that. Uh, but this morning, uh, we get to honor some of our teens. So if you can stand to your feet, everybody. Uh, the first senior that I want to honor this morning is Jacob. Uh, you can go ahead and switch to Jacob Douglas. Y'all put your hands together. Yeah, yeah. Come on here into the middle, man. I don't want to see Jacob go. All right, you come into the middle. If we could get his family up here, give it up for Will and Monica. Come on. All right, so I'll wait for the family. Somebody get them tissues ready. Okay. Um, no, Jacob is just awesome. His whole family is awesome. They, they're just, they love to serve. If you don't know them, uh, you know, they, they've always just, they love to serve. Monica plays the keys. Uh, Brother Will, well, he runs all the back and, you know, puts out all the fires in the morning that y'all don't normally see. Uh, but Jacob is no exception. Uh, he's been helping me even when I was doing youth group. Uh, he was here for the sound and he would help me run sound on Wednesday nights. Uh, and then when we would fall short back there, he'd actually come and help us in the mornings and well, you know, we'd kind of force him to, but still, <laughs> but still, no, that's not true. He, he loved to do it. Honestly, he loves to do it. Uh, and we're just so thankful for you, Jacob. We're thankful uh, that, you know, even in your, you know, you're going to University of Alabama and we're excited. Roll Tide. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry for all my other uh, Gator fans. I'm so sorry, brother. Uh, 
But no, we're, we're so thankful that he's going to the University of Alabama and he's going to do a cybersecurity. Is that right? Uh, well, that's a, I mean, that's a huge, huge industry, a huge, I mean, it's just a huge market for it as well. So we know that God's going to guide you. Uh, but even there, I want to remind you that God will still use you. And he's going to use you uh, at that school. And whatever class he puts you in, just remember, that's your ministry. Wherever you're at, that's your ministry, man. And God's going to use you for that. And so what I want to do is, if the church body, if the church family can just stretch out their hands, uh, we want to pray for them. Uh, Pastor DJ, if you want to come up here real quick, I feel like it's important. It's important. It's important. And Mama Jules, if you want to come up here real quick, it's important. It's important. She's like, I was trying to stay down here. Um. Of course, Jacob, we're not sending you out of the family or kicking you out of the family. We love you. And this is us sending you on a mission, sending you uh, where, and just believing that God's going to do amazing things in your life. So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this family. God, we thank you for Jacob. Father, we thank you for his life. Father, we thank you that you are sending him there to that university, God, and that you're sending him there with a purpose, Father God. And now, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would stretch out your hand, Father God that we would see signs, wonders, and miracles, Father God, that Jacob would see with his own eyes, Father, how good, how mighty and strong you are, Father God. And as he speaks, Holy Spirit, would you speak through him? Holy Spirit, would you give him the power and the strength and the boldness to speak your word? In the name of Jesus, God, we just bless him as a church family. We come into agreement and we send him, Father, in the name of Jesus and in the authority of the Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together. All right, we have one card for you. So we love you guys. God bless you. And roll tide, brother. All right. Pastor DJ and Julie, you can stay up here. Uh, our next senior this morning is Miss Skylar Sharples. And she's here with her mom and her sister. Y'all can come up here. Woo! Oh, I'm so excited and, and sad a little bit. Well, as you can see, Skylar is going to major in business, and then after that, she wants to transfer out, but we're so excited for her. She's going to UAB, and we've known Skylar uh, the last few years, and I just love that the same with Jacob, that she has a serving heart, and as you can see, it's the whole family, so I just want parents to know that your kids are watching you, they're, you're leading, and they're, you're setting the example for them, and I'm so proud of you, Skylar, and I'm just grateful that we get to see you, and I know this is not a goodbye, because um, you have a church family here that loves you, and we just pray for her, and we just thank her for everything that she's done, and you may think that it's the background but you've made an impact and you planted seeds here at this family so oh man yes I mean I can't really follow that up except to say amen that's right amen uh, Skylar we love you uh, I know you're going to UAB uh, and I and you know the uh, most amazing thing about it is that you know, you're not losing a family. Uh, you know, you're not losing a family. We're sending you. You can watch online still. Uh, but more than that, we're going to be praying for you. Uh, and we're going to be here when you come on the weekends and you want to raise your mama's fridge. You know, we're going to be here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we love you. And so let's pray. Same thing if the church family could just stretch out their hand. 
Father God, we just thank you for this family, God. We just thank you for just their, their heart to worship you, God. Father, we just thank you for their heart. And Father, I just thank you for Skylar, and I just love her father and her family, God. And God, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you would send their, your angels to be with her, that you would protect her, God, that you would protect all the seniors today, Father, but that you would protect her as she, go to, as she goes to Birmingham, Father God, and that your hand would be on her, Father, in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray the same prayer, Father, I ask that you would stretch out your hand, Father God, that she would perform signs, wonders, and miracles, God. You would perform that through her, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for her life. God, I ask that you would bless the parents, Father God, that you would give them peace that surpasses all understanding, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for their lives. We bless them in Jesus' name. When the church says, amen. All right, put your hands together. All right, if there's any other seniors here, maybe you didn't sign up. Uh, but if there's any other seniors, everyone else can go ahead and have a seat. That would be high school graduation seniors. I don't want anybody Lord else have mercy. This here just because you qualify as a senior. We're not, yes, we're not giving free breakfast. I'm sorry. Or <laughs> All right, but any more seniors, you can stay standing. Let me just make sure. All right, no more seniors? All right. Well, we love you guys. God bless you. Who's ready for a great word? All right, let's go. Come on, come on. Here, give me that mic. I want to double up today. I might need this. Woo, come on. Thank you for helping my wife down, Kevin. Don't forget to help your wife down. I'm pastor in training. We're getting them there, guys. <laughs> come on, so good. Well, I tell you what, I'm excited about the word today, but I'm also excited because I want to introduce somebody to you. Um, this is, uh, um, I'm just, I'm just going to call him Brother Teddy. Will you come on up? Come on, brother. Oh, so I, I, I'm, you know, Brother Teddy is, uh, he's like, we've known each other for a really long time. <laughs> just met the other day, didn't we? <laughs> Officially just met. Officially just met. But this is Mama Lowe's cousin. Um, all the way from Connecticut. Came on down to visit. Um, here's the cool part is that we were talking and, uh, you know, bro Brother has been praying for me for a long time like like a long time like 2016 long time and we have never met so that's power of prayer that, that that's the power of what happens in here when when we can actually live stream when we can send stuff out uh when you can get connected just through faith of somebody else and i love it so so i knew that he's had my back all these years praying for me and i didn't even know him so when I met him, it was a wonderful opportunity. And I said, you know what, brother? I want you to pray over my sermon. I want you to pray over this today. Uh, and I want you to pray over our sanctuary, our people, our church. And you can say whatever you want because I'm handing you the mic. I, can I say praise the Lord? I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. And I pray God's blood covering over each and every one of you. Uh, I am an elder at the New Testament Tabernacle in Bloomfield, Connecticut. I won't tell you about all the other stuff that I do, uh, but 
I, I have been praying, and, and I call him Brother DJ for years. That's what I do. I think saints, uh, uh, we should uh, hold one another up. You know, if, if we can hold one another up, we, we can win the battle. Uh, united, we stand. Divided, we fall. So we need to all come together in the name of Jesus. Uh, so if, if you don't mind this morning, okay, I, I prayed over him in a distance, okay, but I, I, I want to ask God to cover him, okay, uh, right here in person. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name. I thank you, almighty God, for your Shekinah glory that is shown up in this house today. I, I pray that your, your Shekinah glory will fall on each and every one in the house and saturate them. Uh, uh, just, just cover them until uh, even the sweat that comes out from them will be nothing but a sweat of love. Uh, and I ask you, Lord, uh, cover uh, Elder DJ. L listen, Lord, please bless him. Cover him. Uh, Lord, we ask you, oh God, to unite, uh, unite him, oh God, to fear thy name, oh God, that he can bring forth uh, manna from heaven. Uh, Lord, we sit here this morning having worship and praise you. And Lord, we are hungry for your word. Uh, so Lord, we ask you to unite, Lord, to anoint uh, his tongue this morning, uh, anoint him that he will speak truth into our hearts. Oh, God, that we can fight the enemy that is trying to destroy us. Oh, God, Lord, use him in a mighty way. Not only in this house, Lord, but let the word reach out, Lord, to the world. Let your word go forth and not come back void, but accomplish that that you would have it to accomplish. We ask you to break yokes this morning. Release shackles and chains this morning. Touch somebody's heart this morning. We ask you to heal this morning in a mighty way name of Jesus. Huh? Remember that abused spouse this morning, huh? that neglected child this morning, huh? that one that is incarcerated this morning, huh? the homeless, the hungry. Huh? Lord, stretch out your mighty hand. Huh? Heal, comfort, strengthen, and deliver. Oh, God, huh? we know that you're a God of the impossible. Huh? Lord, and you said with you, huh? with you, nothing shall be impossible. So, Lord, we ask you to blood cover Covering, covering with your blood. Uh, Lord, we plead the blood against everything that comes up against him, oh God, to hinder the word, to hinder uh, his ministry, oh God. But Lord, we ask you to bless him, Lord. Oh, God, that sheep, oh, God, will be brought into the fold. You said, God, you commanded us to go out and to command them to come in that your house may be full. So, Lord, help him to do that that you have commanded him to do. This we ask you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, brother. All right, we just went to church, y'all. That's how you do that. I'm, I'm ready to go get some food now. Come on. I tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. Man. Woo. Oh. I just, there's a different presence today, y'all. Come on, this is good. 
Man, so thankful, so thankful, and man, whew, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, see, man, love you. You need to say hi to your wife, man. What's your? <laughs> Didn't mean to call you out in front of everybody. I'm just saying. It, he said hi. <laughs> Fifty-four years. Come on, she does. Come on, man. So good. All right, man. I, I'm fired up. It's been a, it's been a powerful couple months uh, in this identity series. We've just been kind of rolling through this, um, and it's such a foundation. I absolutely love it. And you know, it feels like I'm always up here or down. And sometimes I'm preaching, sometimes I'm not. But I just know the Holy Ghost is still working. He's He's intertwining everything, and it's so good uh, to see how He's working in us and through us. So so I love that, and I love what He's been doing. So and I love seeing all the faces back and family back in the church come on we love you guys we love everybody man it is so good um love our next generation come on one more time for them students you know what i love about it is that's the seed that was planted in them from this church is the love and the seed they're taking out of this church and they're going to be able to reach people all over the place and that's powerful and, and that is so powerful so i'm so thankful for that and kevin and crystal thank you and uh brandon and nicole thank you for taking them at the next level that the young adults and, and and walking them through their next challenges so um you know just as mama Lo takes them and turns them over to kevin kevin gets to take them and turn them over to brandon and nicole <laughs> So, yeah, Kevin, you can't have them anymore. Even when they come back, they're not yours. They belong to them now. <laughs> no, man. So I tell you, we, uh, you know, we've been in this series talking about identity, talking about um, who we are. In his eyes, it's a beloved identity. It's this, uh, it, it's, it's the love that he puts on us. He, he calls us to be so many things. Uh, and, and that's where I want to catch us up because I know we've been through this for a while now. But, but, you know, there's some things that just need to be repeated. There's some things that need to be embedded in our foundation of who we are. Because when you start understanding who you are in him, when you start understanding what he calls you, uh, the new identity he's given you, the new, the new walk he wants you to walk in, the new name he wants you to walk in, when you can start experiencing that and believing in that, it changes everything. When you can start being a new light in the darkness, when you can start doing those things, it changes that. It gives you purpose in the morning it gives you purpose in the morning to, to wake up expecting things to happen and expecting things to move because that's what this is about that's what I was expecting this morning when I came I didn't come into church just to, just hoping and praying that, that the Holy Spirit showed up I came in expecting the Holy Spirit to move and I, I came in expecting to see healing and expecting to see miracles because every morning I wake up I wake up with an expectation that Holy Ghost Father is going to use me that he's going to put us in a position and use us for the right things every single morning. So you need to wake up with that expectation on your life. It's just not another day. It's, God, how are you going to use me today? Man, get that in your walk. Get that in, in who you are. And it changes your perspective in everything. It changes it all. Man. And when we can do that, I'm telling you, we can bring the gospel to those in need. We can reach people outside of this city. We can reach people outside of the nation, in the world. You know, you know exactly what our vision is. It's right. We're going to do what we're going to reach people beyond the walls of our church, beyond the lines of our city, and beyond the borders of our nation. And we do that through Him. We do that through an expectation. We do that through a different perspective in our mind. So today, I'm going to try to rehash some of that to catch you up. But then we're going to go back in, and I always feel like I'm working backwards on this. 
So, so the first thing you need to know is that he renamed you, and we know that because 2 Corinthians says that. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. That means everything's new. You didn't keep any part of your old self. He says it's brand new. It's a brand new creation, which means when you give your heart to him, he takes everything and gets rid of it. He says, I'm going to make you brand new, and I'm going to allow you to walk with me in me. Everything that was in our mind before is gone. Right. So so I love that. I love the fact that he says, not only are you new, you are sons and daughters. He says, you are sons and daughters. So so therefore, guess what? We have the same access and authority that Jesus had. Right. He was the firstborn. We just came in afterwards. Right. We're not him. We can't be him. But guess what? We have the same access and authority that he does to the father. So that means you can walk around with an expectation on your life that when you walk into darkness, things change. Like, darkness can't stay where you go. Okay, so it all depends upon you. When you walk into places, you've got to act on that. You have to react on that. You can either get a word from God when you go somewhere and sit on it and not say anything, not do anything, not pray for anybody, or you can actually act up on it and say, you know what, I was told to come speak to you. I was told to pray over you. I was told to speak life into you. God gave me a word for you. And when you do that, that's when the Holy Spirit starts saying, guess what? I trusted you with a little, now I'm going to give you a whole bunch. And pretty soon we're changing the world because that's how you change the world. By obeying him, by trusting in him. All right. That's the beloved identity. That's understanding how much you're loved. Don't forget how much you're loved. Just as he loved Jesus, he loves you. So come on, you need need to start receiving that. You would think we shouldn't have to repeat that, but I know there's people that can walk out of here on a Sunday and walk out and go, I'm just not loved that much. Yes, you are. You need to start believing in it. Everything he says is true. And he says he loves you. So you need to receive that in your heart and walk with that in your heart. Because when you know who you are and whose you are, it changes everything. It changes everything. But for some of us, it's hard to show love because we never receive love. We don't know what it's like to be loved. Okay, so, 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 you, so to understand what it's like to be loved is to fall in his arms. To sit in his lap and hear his heartbeat. That's the love you need to feel. That's the love you need to trust. That's the love you need. Man, just start doing that. Spend time with him. Get in your secret place and just let him love on you. This morning when everything got quiet during worship, some of, some of you were probably like, I don't know what's going on, but it's really awkward. Some other people were just in their secret place and you didn't even recognize it because you were just talking with Father and you were just sitting there just loving on the love he was giving you. You were getting saturated, so everywhere you go, it drips off you. That's how you get saturated. You get in your secret place with him and let him just whisper in your ear how much he loves you. And that allows you to walk out on love on everybody else. You can't saturate anybody with a dry sponge. You got to spend time in his presence and let that thing get filled up. So our go-to verse with this, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can go to this. If not, it'll be on the screen. I'm going to read through it quick because this is, I just want you, I told you to stay in this verse. I told you to keep reading this verse. I'm going to read it every single Sunday until I decide not to read it. Um, but I want you to remember, we're reading out of Isaiah, which is a prophetic word. So therefore, it's not just for the people that you think it's for. It's for everybody. And he's speaking this over your life. And when you start reading it, and as you start reading the Bible with a different perspective, a different lens... It's called optimus, is what it's called in the Bible, a different eye, so you can see it differently. When you see it with a different eye, you start reading the Bible differently. And when you read it differently, guess what? It starts making sense how much he loves you. And every word you read, you're like, man, that's a love story to me. That was called out to me. That was for me, not anybody else. 
So we're going to pick it up in Isaiah 62, 1 through 5. And I'll get started on all the other stuff in a second. So for Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? I will keep interceding until her righteousness breaks forth like the blazing light of dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. Nations will see your victory vindication and every king will witness your blinding radiance. You will be called by a brand new name given to you from the mouth of Yahweh himself. You will be a beautiful crown held high in the hand of Yahweh, a royal crown of splendor held in the open palm of your God. You will never again be called the abandoned one, nor will your land be called deserted, but you will be called my delight is in you. We call that Hephzibah. In your land, my beloved wife, for Yahweh finds his delight in you, and he married your land. As a young man marries the young woman he loves, so your builder's sons will marry you. As the bridegroom finds joy in his union with his bride, so, so will your God take joy in his union with you. And you need to receive that right there because that's another part of identity you need to understand is that you are a bride and you're his bride. And anybody that's been married before, you know what it's like to go through a wedding. You know what it's like to get in the presence of your bride, how much you love her, how much you can't wait to be with her forever. Man, this is him. He says, you're my bride. Jeff, you're his bride. And that's hard for some men to receive, thinking I'm going to be a bride. Yes, you're a bride. Receive the love he wants to give you. Man, but you are Hephzibah. Mm. Hephzibah, my delight is in you. That's everybody's name. That's how much he loves you. So we are Hephzibah. We are sons and daughters. And he delights in us. We're also light in the dark. We're also light in the dark. And we covered this. We went into this in depth. Right? And this is right out of Isaiah 60, 1 through 3. It says, Rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned, and Yahweh's glory streams from you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth, and the gloom covers the nation. But Yahweh arises upon you, and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light, and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day come on when you start receiving that when you start understanding that that his light streams from you (laughs) that's different than being saturated because saturated means it's going to his love's going to drip on things that are close to you but when his light streams from you that means everywhere your eyes glaze light comes over darkness everywhere your eyes look you can change the atmosphere when you believe that that's powerful. You need to start walking in that. Wake up into that. Experience that. You have a whole lot more purpose on this earth than you ever thought. Because here's why. Because darkness blankets the earth. And thick gloom covers our nations. There's a lot of darkness outside these walls. It's easy to walk in this church and feel love. It's easy to go, man, this is beautiful. Why can't, and why can't this happen everywhere? It's because we're not taking the light elsewhere. See, that's what you got to understand. It's not the rest of the world. It's us. Because when we get so saturated in his love and the light starts gleaming from us, you can go change everything around you. When you go into your school, it changes. When you go to work, it changes. When you go to the grocery store, it changes. The gas station, it changes. When you come to a stoplight and you look over and you pray for the person next to you, it changes. Man, but it's all up to us. You have to receive that so you can walk in that. Hmm. I love it because nations will be attracted to your radiant light. (laughs) 
Just think of nations, how many people are in a nation. And when you walk around, they'll be attracted to it. They're going to be attracted to it. And what we're talking about is this false light. It's a heavenly light. It's a God light. Man. So that God light we talk about deals with perspective. It's all about perspective. And that's what you need to understand. God light is about perspective. When you get the right perspective on who he is and how much he loves you, that changes your behavior. Too many people get caught up with behavioral change and behavioral modification trying to please him. And he says, quit doing that. Love me. <laughs> love me. Receive my love. Understand my perspective of who you are. And guess what? Your behavioral change. See, we got it backwards. We think if we get it all right, then he's going to love us more. He can't love you more. You understand that? Like, he loves you to the max. Right now. Yesterday. Last week. Whenever you said something to somebody you weren't supposed to say, he loved you. So you got to remember that. That he loves you that much. Our perspective of who he is and and our perspective of who he made us to be. We got to change our perspective that the Bible's written for us. See, we, we tend to read it a lot, trying to just tie it into everybody else. Go, man, I wish I had something like that for me. The whole thing's for you. <laughs> read it with a different perspective, and you'll understand the entire Bible applies to your life. And when you believe it, you're going to start walking in it, and then you're going to start seeing it manifest in your life. You're going to start living a God life, which is going to cause you to what? Send out God light, and next thing you know, things are changing around you. Your, your marriage changes. Your relationships change. Everything changes when you start pushing that light out. The people around you, your friendships, the world. That's the answer. That's the answer to the darkness is to bring his light, which means we have to get so saturated in it. You need to find your secret place. You need to find time to pray to him, to worship him, to receive from him, to read the word, so that every time you leave your house, we all know where you're going because it's kind of like a GPS tracker, and we can see you glowing from miles away. We're like, Ginger's going to the store again. <laughs> Look at those Aflac people. They're all over the place. I just, when I, when I say that, I just think of how many people you all touch in your business back there. How many you touch? How, how much life change goes through you? Man, when we walk in, that's powerful. That's, that's more powerful than anything you can do. I'm telling you, when he uses you like that to put you around people, to be an influence on people, come on. Mm, so good. So what I love is that, that, that we start admitting this God light, um, and I want to share one of our ministries that's doing that right now because I believe this, that, that uh, we have our Bread of Life ministry, right? Come on. We, we brought Miss Sharon up and recognized her for like 45 years of service. <laughs> I don't know, we should have, like I said, we should have gave her retirement. I don't, but she was in that ministry for so long, you know, and God gave me a vision on that ministry years ago. You know, sometimes you get a vision, you're supposed to put it in your back pocket. He says, I'm going to give you a vision, but it ain't time. It's not the right season. So, so God gave me a vision for that ministry. And when she stepped down, we were like, who's going to step up? And nobody stepped up. And I'm like, well, Lord, it just re reignited. He just kind of sparked something in me and said, don't forget what's in your back pocket. And I was like, uh-oh, there is this little something in my back pocket. It's a vision he gave me about our ministry. So, so with that being said, I asked, and I threw it out to the church, whoever wants to be part of that, I need you to show up. 
uh, on a meeting we had on uh, last Tuesday. I said, show up. Uh, show up in here. It was okay. Kevin was teaching Tuesday at the table. So, you know, we were like, <laughs> we love you, Kevin. Poor Kevin. I'm like, man, I'm stealing people from Tuesday at the table to come in here. But here's the thing. People showed up. Six people showed up. Okay, and here's, here's the great part. When I shared my vision, because they didn't know my vision. But, but when I shared my vision and said, hey, I have a vision of our bread of life reaching more people. And I believe God's going to do that through a food truck. I said, I believe we can go into neighborhoods that people can't come out of. And we can go in and we can serve people. And we can cook food for people. And not only that, we can pray for people. And we can take worship to people. And we can sit around. And we, can, we can serve the people that never get served. Like, come on. We, we can make people feel like they're people by serving them and loving on them and letting God's light shine through us. So that was my vision. Well, with a vision comes an expense because you're like, you need a food truck. It just happened to be that, that, that God put somebody in that room that has a 16-foot food truck that he's not using. Like, he's not using it. And he was like, you can use it. And I'm like, well, that, okay, Lord. So that's how you know the timing starts lining up. Then he put, you know, two restaurant owners in there and another guy in there that also knows how to run a food truck. Yeah. Hey, and then he brought hearts in there, people, people that have done this before, people that have, have served in homeless ministries before, and people that have been serving in bread of life for years, yeah. and people that just have a heart to cook and serve and love. And he brought us all around a little bitty table, and we're like, well, this is kind of good when you start sharing a vision and all this just pops out. So what used to be impossible is possible. In fact, it's so possible it's working. Like, like we've already got people looking at licensing and we've got the food truck up and, and getting some new tires on it. And, and, and we're just ready to start serving. Not only that, but then, then somebody decides that he goes, you know what? I tell you what, I, I've got a motorcycle that father said I need to donate to the church so that you can use it to, to sell it to go use that money to help with the bread of life. So if you don't think God puts the right people in the right place at the right time, that's why you don't throw a vision out the door. You hang on to everything he gives you. And sometimes it's time to speak it, and sometimes you got to hang on to it. Because when you do speak it, things happen. Things happen. And it was so good. Another guy in the room donated a bunch of food so we could do bread of life on Thursday, last Thursday. He was like, I got, I got turkey and cheese. And so we took it, and, and I had some help. Uh, Chris came in, and we, we built some sandwiches. And then Chris couldn't be there on Thursday. <laughs> So I was like, I told my baby, I said, I'm going out and delivering sandwiches. You want to talk about being a light? If you hadn't done that before, where you can just walk out and, and you know, you go to the place where we used to always go. And I go there and, and I'm thinking, man, I've got 60 sandwich bags filled up with chips and cookies and sandwich and love. That's what's in the bag. <laughs> For a lot of people, that's love. That's, that's, that's their meal. And you, and, and you start running into people that don't even have a place to live. And then, then you're not even, I'm like, I didn't even go through like 20 sandwiches there and you're praying for people and you're speaking life into people and then God says okay that's not enough now I need you to go to Montgomery so I was like all right so here it is getting dark and I'm like I'm just going into Montgomery because I don't care because if God calls you to it he'll protect you through it so I was like I'm going so I went down and started driving around and found homeless people that just needed food and the look on their face when you bless them and you start praying over them they were like, wow. And then that wasn't enough. And I said, I'm just going to start driving through all the back neighborhoods. And if there's people sitting on porches, I'm just pulling up. In, I had the church van. It wasn't like I was in my car. But I pull up in a church van. I'm just waving. I'm like, hey, y'all, can you want to be blessed? And they're looking at me a little weird. They're like, um, sure. 
But you know what? They loved it. And we got to share. We got to talk. Got to pray. Got to show them how much they were loved. It didn't matter what we looked like. It didn't matter what situation we were in, our financial status. None of that mattered when we brought God's love and God's light to any place that has darkness. None of that matters. I even went down. I came back, and I thought I was all out. I had like four left. I come back. I had a whole other bag back there. I was like, I thought four sandwiches. I can put them in the fridge. Nope. He goes, no, there's another 15 in that sack. So then I drove over to the police station in Millbrook, and there was a bunch of people sitting outside. They'd been sitting there for hours probably waiting on loved ones or whatever. And I got to pour into them and bless them with some food. So that was just an option. When I started seeing that, it just really started coming to life, how it's so important that we have something that's mobile that we can go out and we can just serve people. Like we can bless people. And it's not only that. Think about this. Take it to another level. When there's disaster relief that needs to happen, we told the tr- we just hook it up and take it. And we go down and we just start making food for people and serving people and blessing people. I'm telling you, this goes bigger and bigger and bigger. It doesn't matter. God will take it wherever he wants to take it. But I know it's right. And we have people that showed up to make it right. And there's people in this room that can make it even better. Because it's going to be good. It's going to take, take our church effort to make this work. And we're going to be able to bless people and be part of that, bringing that light to everybody. Man, that's powerful. So I wouldn't even, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about today. But hopefully y'all are fired up. <laughs> I didn't get in my message. Could you get in my water, baby? <laughs> I'm going to need a water after this. That was just my exciting news. It is 11.53 already. We go on vacation after this. You'd think I'd be hurrying up. Oh, man. We're in trouble today. Okay. So here's where I really want you to go if you have your Bibles. Uh, We're going to go to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. And as I was looking into identity and and stuck in identity, I was like, man. And he kept, I, I've highlighted this years ago. I just, I was studying Isaiah, and I was highlighting everything in Isaiah. And I got to it, and I started reading it. I said, man, this is right where God wants me to go. Once again, it's prophetic in nature, so you need to understand it that way. And I'm going to read through it. I'll read through 1 through 10, which is a good bit. So you can read along with me to yourself. <laughs> Not out loud. I might read a little faster. I grew up in the north, y'all. I can speak fast. Just that northern thing I got in me. Just rattle it off. And then we'll go back. After I read through it, we'll go back. We're going to start breaking it down. I might not, I'm not going to get all the way through where I want to go. That's okay. We'll pick it up next time. But, uh, but I do want to hit some of these things. So in Isaiah 54, 1 through 10, I'm reading out of the Passion. And it says, Rejoice with singing, you barren one. You who have never given birth, burst into a song of joy and shout. You who have never been in labor. For the deserted wife will have more children than the married one, says Yahweh. Increase is coming, so enlarge your tent and add extensions to your dwelling. Hold nothing back. Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. You will increase and spread out in every direction. Your sons and daughters will conquer nations and revitalize desolate cities. Do not fear, for your shame is no more. Do not be embarrassed, for you will not be disgraced. You will forget the inadequacy you felt in your youth, and you will no longer remember the shame of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. His name is Yahweh, commander of angel armies. Your kingsman redeemer is the holy one of Israel. He has the title mighty God of all the earth. For I, Yahweh, have have invited you to come back like a depressed, deserted wife, like a young wife who has experienced rejection. I am drawing you back to me, says Yahweh. For just a brief moment I deserted you, 
but with tender feelings of love, I will gather you back to me. In a surge of anger, for just the briefest moment, I hid my face from you. But the everlasting kindness, I will show you my cherishing love, says Yahweh, your kinsman redeemer. To me, this is like the time when I vowed that the waters of Noah's flood would never again cover the earth. Now I vow to you that I will neither be angry with you nor rebuke you. Even if the mountains were to crumble and the hills disappear, my heart for, of steadfast, faithful love will never leave you. And my covenant of peace with you will never be shaken, says Yahweh, whose love and compassion will never give up on you. Come on. I'm telling you, you need to read these things a little differently. Because <laughs> when you read it differently, it changes the words. You can sit there and say, this is all about Jerusalem. This is all about, it has nothing to do with us. And he says, no, 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 no. I need you to read it again. And when I started reading it, I, I really wanted to jump right down to the part where he's, you know, you're a bride again. Because I was like, that's where I'm going. And he said, no, you won't break through on this one. We're going to walk through step by step. Because I want to show you stuff in there that people probably didn't see or didn't understand. Okay, so we're going to pick it up in Isaiah 54, right at 1. And I'm going to read through the first verse, but, but I'm telling you, this is where he's trying to show us. This has to do with us as a church. This has to do with you as an individual. And it says, Rejoice with singing, you barren one. You who have never given birth, burst into song of joy and shout. You who have never been in labor. I'll stop there. Because when this starts out, it says, it has two words in it. It talks about two Hebrew words, barren and rejoice. So when something's barren, there's sorrow. And then when, when something's rejoiceful, so how can, you be, how can you be so joyful when something is barren? How can you be joyful when there's sorrow around you? And he says, I'll, I'll tell you how. It says, bust out in song. Bust out in praise. Bust out in worship. Because mm. they're opposite, right? We're talking, how do you get from one place to the next? Because we've all dealt with that. We've all dealt with that in our life where we've gone through some issues. We're going through some stuff. And we're like, but I don't feel his presence. And he says, you know what? You want my presence? Bust out in worship. <laughs> Start worshiping me. Start crying out to me. And my presence will be there. See, barren, when I talk about barren, barren defined as incapable of producing offspring, seed, or fruit. Unable to support the growth of crops. Unproductive. But don't think about it physically. Think about it spiritually. Are you spiritually barren? Because he says, when you're spiritually barren, you're seeking. It's a dark place. But when you seek me in those times, and when you give it all to me in worship, I'm going to show up. I will show up where I'm wanted. That's why when we cry out in worship as a church, and some people are like, I can't believe it's already been 45 minutes. That's right. And some days it might be 45 minutes more. Because when we're crying out in unison, when we're crying out to him, that's all that matters right there because we want his presence to drop. I'm not here just to come in and say I went to church this week. I'm here to see the presence of God manifest in our house, to see healing happen, to see miracles happen, to see lives change. That's what I'm here for. That goes, you know, that happens when you cry out to him, when we all come together and cry out to him. But you're like, but it's kind of weird when I do that in front of people. Well, guess what? It's not so weird when you do it at home. So when you do it at home by yourself, when you get in front of people, you don't even see people. It don't even matter. It don't matter. Yeah, look, I, sometimes people are going to tap me on the shoulder and tell me it's time to preach. Because I don't want to come up here. I just want to be in his presence. Man. And once we understand that, once we understand that, that there's a spiritual barrenness that's happening, right? And there's a lot of churches that are stuck there. You know why? Because they don't allow worship to worship. 
There's a lot of churches that can't go to the next level. There's a lot of churches that can't step into the next level of what God wants to do in their home because they're like, not nah, three songs and out. So what do you want to experience? <laughs> yeah. If you want what he has, you better do what he does. We're going to worship. He brought us here to worship. And that's what we're going to do. And that's where this was taking me when I was reading it. I was like, wow. Because it says, you who have, who have never given birth, burst into song of joy and shout. You who have never been in labor. It's talking about a spiritual birth. Because I can't even imagine what it's like to have physical birth. And I don't want to know. I'm sure there's enough people in here to tell me what that's like. But I know this. I know what it's like to have a spiritual birth. I know what it's like to have the Holy Ghost come all over you and you just get completely wrecked. And there's people that have not experienced that. There's people in this church that still haven't experienced that because they haven't released it to him. You just haven't said, Lord, I want what they have. We'll do what they're doing. They said, just give it all up to him. And I'm crying out for the day when as a church we're in unison and we're crying out to him because guess what? Then his presence will drop on this house. But it takes all of us doing it together takes everybody in unison doing it together. And you thought it's been powerful lately? You wait. <laughs> you just wait because he's got something planned for us. And every week I come in expecting. I come in expecting to see it. Last week, you know, we were all crying out. You know, Brother Bo, he came in on prayer night. He was like, "Woo!" We were all crying out in unison. He goes, did you feel it? I said, yeah, I melted. That's what was happening. I was melting. And I was like, that's what it's like when we all do that together. That's our goal. So we come in expecting. And when we come in expecting, it doesn't matter how long we're worshiping. It does, none of that matters. We want the presence of God. And guess what? When he's done and when he's satisfied, he'll tell me. And it might be right in the middle of a worship set, huh, Cassandra? <laughs> She's like, we practiced that song. <laughs> That's great. He said, we done. <laughs> That's what he said. We're done. Let's go. I'm happy. And there's going to be times when she's standing up here going, I don't have anything else. <laughs> we're just going to continue worshiping. Yep, it could be silent. It could be silent, and that's your time to go to your secret place. It's that time to just experience his presence. But that's what this is talking about. Hmm. I love that. So now when I reread that, or just read that again. As you read through that, just see how much he wants you to experience that. There's a spiritual birth that has to happen in you. And when it happens, there's no coming back. You know, once you're, once you're a parent, always a parent. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Right? Well, once you birth that, that's it. And that's what this is talking about. Whew, let me see where I'm at. I don't even know. Hmm. So that same verse keeps going, and it, and it reads down. I'm just have to scroll. But really big words. I'm really not a whole bunch. It's just really big, so I can see it. So you have never given birth. Burst into a song of joy and shout. You who have never been in labor says, for the deserted wife will have more children than the married one. And you're like, well, how's that tie in? It says the deserted wife will have more children. And when I started looking at that, these, these, this is for these, you know, when I think about a church and I think about a church that has, um, that's married, that thinks they're married to him. So I believe there's a lot of religion and relationship in that scripture. There's a lot of people saying, but we're doing everything right. We're going to walk the line and we're going to do everything he tells me to do. And you're married to him. And you're not birthing any children because you're not letting anybody else come in the door. 
See, we're going to be a church that opens our door to everybody. We're going to be a church that accepts everybody, and it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You're welcome here. And guess what? When you're welcome in the house where the glory shows up, guess what happens? You get filled up. And guess what happens? Now you planted a seed in somebody. And it doesn't matter if they go to this church or they go to a church in Connecticut. Come on. There's a seed planted in them, and they're going to take it with them. And all of a sudden, we have sons and daughters going out everywhere because they're being affected by the presence of the Holy Ghost. That's what this is about. It says those that, 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 are, that are married. So, so then those that are deserted wife, those deserted wife, those are those people who thought that they weren't good enough. They thought I could never fit into church, therefore I'm not going to go to church. Because when I go in, they look funny at me. They look at what I wear. They, they, they look at everything about me. I don't worship like they do. And he says, that's fine, because I married you. <laughs> he goes, you're my bride. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. He goes, so you feel deserted by the world? You feel deserted by your relatives? You feel deserted by people around you? You feel deserted by your friends, by your work? That's fine. Come to me because you're my bride. And he goes, and guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to plant seeds in you that are going to flourish. And pretty soon, the seed that I put in you is going to grow up, and you're going to be spouting seeds out everywhere. And you're going to shine my light everywhere. And everywhere you go, it's going to change the atmosphere. That's what it means by, whoo, they're going to have more children. Come on. You got to read this different. Like, I love the Bible. I don't know. Some people say it's boring. I don't, I don't get it. It all will light up when you read it right. Mm. There's just a lot of people think you can earn your way to that, and you can't. It doesn't matter how much you think you can do to try to earn his love, and you can't earn it. You can walk in it and receive it, but you can't earn it. So love him, and when you love him, you're going to please him. So I love that. When we open our doors here, we breathe life on people. And because we're doing that, because we're sprinkling the seed, because we're out here loving on people where some people won't love on people, guess what? That means we have a bigger plant so now we're guess what we 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 planted more seed than other people therefore come harvest time it's going to be bigger that's how it works the more you plant the more you get so we're just trying to glorify him and everything we do we want people's perception to be changed to who he is we want them to receive his love because that's what it says here when we do that go to verse two it says increase is coming so enlarge your tent and add extensions to your dwelling hold nothing back Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. You will increase and spread out in every direction. Your sons and daughters will conquer, will conquer nations and revitalize desolate cities. That's what happens. You know what? It, when it says you have to, to, to get pegs that are stronger, what it's saying is put something firm in place. It's like having great oaks planted in your church. And when God wants to see something, he's going to bring people like that to the church. He's going to take the people that are in the church, and they're already planted. They're holding the tent up. And he's going to bring in other people in the church that have a spiritual foundation that are huge. And guess what he said? They want to be part of it too. So guess what? Let them be, be, be big old pegs in your, in your tent. Let that hold it down because it's going to get so big, we don't want anything to go wrong. See, the more people you surround yourself with, the more people you trust, the more people in your circle, the safer it is. So as the church starts growing... Right. As our church starts growing and God starts doing what he wants, man, it's good to have a huge spiritual foundation. To have solid people all around that can speak into you, especially me. 
Like, I want people speaking into my life. I want people watching me like a hawk. I want people all over me. And I want people all over this church saying, is this right? Or we're praying. We're praying on this. We're praying on that. We're doing it right. You know, Brother Bo came in Monday and said, I love the fact we've got all our, all our elders out here on a Monday night because we're in unison. And when, the, when that court of elders get together and we tie it in together, you can't break that. We're all on one page. We all believe in the same thing. And we know God's going to show up in a mighty way and we're going to be prepared, prepared for it. We're ready. That's what we're doing on Mondays. That's what we're doing throughout the week. Because it's important, and God's going to bring other people. I've, I've loved the fact that, that, that over the last two years, I've just seen people come into this church, and they're, they're spiritual giants, and they're looking to get plugged in. They're looking to be hammered into the ground as a stake. Why? Because they felt like they were tossed out. They felt like they, they, were, they, were, they weren't part of anything else. They felt like, like they'd been divorced by other things. And God says, no, I married you. You're my bride. And he'll bring them to the right place. And there's people in this church that have been in this church, and you're growing up. That's what I love about this. See, see we have grown like this. And when you grow like this, that's powerful. Because you, you can grow like this all you want, straight up and down. That wind blows, that thing will fall over. But when you have a spiritual foundation that's wide, we can, we can go as high as we want because our foundation is strong enough. And that's what we're doing. We're building a foundation. And it's getting so powerful. I love it. It doesn't matter who I bring up to pray. I know the Holy Spirit's going to move. It doesn't matter who's praying over our kids. It's powerful. It doesn't matter what worship song we sing. It's on. It's on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's no, when you start walking in that and expecting that and coming in with an expectation in your heart that he wants to use you no matter what, things change. I just love it. Ah. I just love the fact it says we're going to revitalize desolate cities. You know what that means? Because we're not a church. When I say we're going to grow, look, I don't don't plan on building a a big old church. (laughs) I mean, we're going to grow because we're going to grow big enough to launch churches. We're going to grow big enough to take churches and put them out in different cities, desolate cities, and say, let's go change the world. Because we're going to grow up spiritual giants in our church that we can launch them and provide for them and start pushing on new things in new places. That's what that means. And then we have sons and daughters everywhere. We have family everywhere. Look, we just grew, we grew family in Connecticut. <laughs> I mean, Mama Lowe's good, man. But, but now I know where she gets it from. It's in the family, brother. Come on. But that's all over. I wish I could talk to you about all. I mean, we had like 17 different countries and stuff watching online. And I mean, it's all over the place. And we can check all that stuff. All that means is that God reached out and he's planting seeds everywhere. And we're going to keep watering them and we're going to keep doing what we do. And man, it's going to be big. And, and we're going to start revitalizing desolate cities. And our sons and daughters, they're going to conquer nations. And it's going to tie back to him. All the glory comes to him. Why? Because we said yes. That's what it is. We're saying yes to something new. We're saying yes to everything that's going on. We say yes. When, when, when Holy Spirit says, just worship, just worship a little bit longer, we're saying yes. We're not saying, ah, just shut it down. That's kind of long. People got to go eat. I'm starting to adopt a new thing that, trust me, I want you to, to, to leave happy instead of stay mad, right? I've heard that numerous times. So you won't offend me. <laughs> and I don't want to offend you. Like, and whatever you miss, you can watch it online. <laughs> It'll always be there. <laughs> but I do want to honor your time. So, oh, man, this is so good. And let me, let me keep going just a little bit. Whew. 
So I love this because once we get that feeling, once we once we understand who we are, once we shine this light on everybody, it doesn't matter where you go. I, and I'm just going to share a quick example because I got to experience this. Uh, my daughter wrecked the car, so I had to go get a rental car. I love Enterprise, especially in Prattville. <laughs> Bless him, Jesus. Because I remember showing up, and I'm like, I need a rental car. And they're like, yes, sir, there's six other people sitting here. And this poor guy is running around with his little iPad trying to do everything. And they're, they're trying to wash cars. It's just one of them. And, and finally, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching people come in and get upset and grumbling and arguing with them. And I'm thinking, this poor guy is just doing the best he can do. Like, like they need to hire more people. Like, but So I just walked up to him. I said, man, like, what's the best time to come in tomorrow? <laughs> and he was like, man, one to three. <laughs> he goes, if you come in one to three, it'll be easy. And I was like, I don't need my car today. I said, I'll come back tomorrow. He was like, thank you so much. So I come back, and I'm the only one there. And he remembered me. He was like, sir, how you doing? I got a car for you. I'm like, awesome, man. So I got it, and we drove it, and, and we live out in the country, so it got really dirty. But I thought, coming back, I thought, you know, I told my wife, I said, baby, I'm, we're just, we're just going to drive by. I'm going to go wash this thing and clean it up so when I take it back to them, they don't have to do any more work. And a lot of people say, yeah, but you paid for that. No, I didn't. My insurance did. I pay them, but I was like, no, no problem. So I wash the car, get it all nice, and I take it back, and I walk in. The guy's like, and they had like five people sitting in there. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, brother. I said, I just want you to know. I washed it. It's all good to go. You can hand it to somebody. I said, and he was just like, man, his face lit up. He goes, man, we'll even inspect it, man. You have a blessed day. Like, like be good. And I'm thinking, all I want to do is show light to somebody that doesn't always get it because it's not his fault. But guess what? That's going to change the atmosphere in that place. That's going to change their perspective that not everybody comes in here with a bad attitude. So, so that's how we do this thing. It's, it's all by little bits and pieces. Wherever he puts you, make a difference. Wherever that is, not everybody is going to be called into ministry. Not everybody's going to be called to be a preacher. Not everybody's going to be called to worship. So what he says, I'm calling you into ministry wherever you're at. So be the light where you're at. Because that means more than anything. Wherever it is, change the atmosphere. That's your challenge. That's your challenge this next week. Everywhere you go, change it. Walk out expecting when you walk out of your house that, that God is going to put you somewhere that you have to fix. You have to change it. You have to use the access that you have and the authority you have that he gave you and walk into places and change the atmosphere because that's what he wants to do. He wants to use you that powerful. He's going he's gonna to make you into that, the sons and daughters that he can use to, to change cities. But that's how we do it. That's how we do it. So we need to just be expecting that. Mm. All right. I'm not, I didn't even get to verse 4. But that's okay. Because this is where I'll jump in before. Because this is really the part I really wanted to hit. But you guys are good. You guys good today? We good? <laughs> Look at it, I'm giving you all a decision. I've never done that before. <laughs> so not a problem. We're going to pick back up on that later. I just, um, man, I'm so thankful for y'all. I really am. I just, there's sometimes it's just time to stop. Because I believe that was the part we need to read and really jump into that. Because you need to understand who you are. Um, but I want you all to be blessed. I really do. I want to pray for some people today. Um, man, I just think there's people that are, you're, you're still caught up in that. You don't understand who you are. You don't understand what God wants to do in your life. Um, you don't understand worship yet. You have not birthed that, that spiritual birth yet to, to walk into that level of worship where you, nothing matters. Where it doesn't matter what anybody says or does. You just get to let the Holy Ghost fill you. You'll jump around the sanctuary. 
And that's what, that's what I'm expecting. I'm, I'm just expecting to see it one by one. People get fired up and they start just worshiping. Because there's going to be a time when the Holy Ghost drops so hard that that's all we're going to be able to do is worship. I see it. I feel it. I'm feeling it right now. I'm getting goosebumps all over because I see him moving that way. I see him moving that way. So I challenge you. So I know there's some people in here. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for, for everybody that God start moving. He starts moving in a way. Oh, I pray right now, Father, you see the hearts in this house. Father, you see what's going on in them. You, you know what, what they're struggling with. You know, you know whatever fear, whatever anxiety is in them that keeps them from moving forth, from, from just worshiping you, God. You see it. I ask you to bind that up right now, Father God. I ask you to take that away from them, Father. I ask you to lose your peace, your comfort, lose your worship. Teach us how to worship like you, Father. Come on, Holy. Touch each and every soul in here, everybody, Lord. Come on, bring them that peace, knowing that they, they are Hephzibah, Lord. That they have a new identity in you. Lord, give them the strength and courage to leave everything that was before behind and walk forth with a new name, a new calling a new life. Come on, let them receive the love, Father. And Father, I pray each one of them finds the opportunities this week to walk out and touch people. Father, to let their, let their love just drip on them. Father, let their, their, your light shine through their eyes and touch everything, Father. Father, give them boldness and confidence to go forth in the Word, to, to, to share the Gospel, to, to pray over people, to listen to your Word and, and act upon it, Father. Don't let us be hesitant, but Father, give us that ability to move forward, Father, with, with your love. Father, make it divine appointments out there for us to meet people. Father, put them in our way and use us, Lord. Oh, Father, we love you. And Father, we come expecting, and I ask you to put that on their hearts right now, that everywhere they walk, every morning they wake up, they come expecting to be used by you. So, Father, fill us up right now with these, these new witty, witty inventions and ideas. And, Father, use us in the, uh, put us in the darkness, Lord. I'm praying that right now. Put us in the darkness where our light can make the biggest difference. So, come on, Lord. Just take away any of that fear right now, Lord. So, Father, we love you. And we surrender everything to you, Holy. And we just wholeheartedly believe right now, God, that you're going to use us in a mighty way to conquer cities, Father to reach people not only in this church but, but in our city and in our nation and in this world, Father. So Lord, touch them and bring peace on them. In Jesus' name, amen. And I know there's another set of people before we leave. There might be someone in here you don't know Jesus yet. It's hard to climb up in his lap if you don't know who he is. It is really hard to do that if you don't know who he is. So I'm telling you, there's a father right now that wants you to climb up. He wants to kiss you. He wants to hug on you. And all you have to do is respond to that. All you have to do is, is accept him in your heart. Because that's where it starts. It starts with you. Nobody else can do it, just you. So it starts by a rapid change in your heart saying, I need to know what you know. <laughs> I need to be with you, Father. I need to, to feel your love. And I want to feel your love. I want to give you everything I have right now, Lord. And I want you to change me and make me new. Romans 10, 9, 10 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, and it says you're supposed to pray and repeat it with, with, in your mouth. But here's the thing. The biggest thing is understanding it in your heart. You've got to understand it. You've got to feel it. You've got to completely surrender everything and say, Lord, lead me, guide me. 
So if you say this prayer and you believe it in your heart, man, then you are saved. You're going to start seeing changes happen in your life. You're going to start seeing him manifest in your life. You're going to start being the light. You're going to start wanting to be around him and allowing him to do what he wants. So if that's you, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Anybody watching online, you can do this at home. If you're in person today, you have the opportunity here. We're just going to pray this together as a church. Say, Jesus, I need you. I kept you out of my life for too long. I can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I know you died on the cross and you rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. Put your hands together. Look, if you said that, Vert, if you said that, if you prayed that, if you received that in your heart, then we want to help you through that. Fill out a Connect card. Let us know. Come talk to a prayer partner. If I could have you all come forward anyway, I'd love to have you up here. Um, love our prayer partners. Um, we want to pray for you. Don't leave without prayer. Um, so they're going to be up here. I guess I got to turn it over to Kevin. He always gets mad at me. Um, so I love you guys. I look forward to seeing you um, in a couple weeks because we're going on vacation. But we'll be up here to pray and and uh, go ahead, Kevin. I'll let you take. Amen. It. Come on, y'all, give it up for Pastor DJ. Oh, we just thank you, God. Hey, this is the time in our service where we choose to honor God with our offering and our tithes. Uh, and normally, I'll share some scriptures with y'all and. But I believe a lot of you in here, you're mature enough to know why you're giving. Uh, but today, I just really wanted to tell you what you're giving to. Uh, I've just been so grateful, and I'm just so blessed to be able to see this on a daily basis and just see what God has been doing in our midst. You know, and Brother Bo had came to us, and I think he told y'all too, uh, you know, this isn't normal. Uh, I think sometimes we're so close to something that we just think it's normal. Um, but our church isn't normal. The way that we love each other, the way that we give, the way that we are united, you know, that's not normal, guys. That's not something you see every single day, you know. You know, a Mexican pastor up here, you know. <laughs> no. Um, no, but seriously, we're just so united, and it's not normal, but God's making it normal. And I just love to see what God is doing in this place. I, I love to know that we give to so many people. I mean, I, we are such a blessed church. We give to people in Mexico, people in Africa and Kenya. We, we give to our local people. I, I, we're just so blessed. I want you guys to realize that, that what you're offering and your tithes, they don't just go to, oh, let's get new floodlights. They really don't. We impact the city and the state and the world. We really do. And we are so blessed. And I'm so blessed personally to be a part of that. Uh, and so I just wanted y'all to know that this morning. That God is doing something amazing through you. Through you. Through your prayers. Through your time. Through your offerings. And so I just want to pray for the offering this morning. And we'll have a ushers by the door uh, and don't forget, if you need prayer for anything, you know, there is an open heaven here. There is healing in this place. 
there's healing that you need or maybe you need it for somebody you know, come up to the front. I encourage you as we pray uh, to close. So if you guys would just bow your heads with me. Father God, we just thank you so much. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. Father God, we thank you for your blessings, God. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace, God, and your Holy Spirit that's been present all over this place this morning. God, I just thank you, Father. I thank you. I can't stop thanking you enough, Father, because you're so good, God. And although I, Father God, I deserve the worst, God, you picked me up and you loved me and you called me yours, God. And I just thank you, Father God, for your love. And Lord, I just ask right now, Father, as we choose, God, gladly choose to give to you, I ask that you would bless it, Father God that you would bless it, Father, that you would remind them that they give to you, Father God. They don't give to a church, they give to you. Father, I give to you. And Father, we just love you. We choose to worship you with our tithes and offering this morning. God, we choose to worship you. And we thank you for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for what you're doing in in every one of of their lives, Father God. And I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would bless them, Father God, that you would give them favor, God, that you would grant them favor in everything they do, God. Let everything they touch be blessed in the name of Jesus, God. Let there be a distinction, Father God, between them and everybody else, God. Let there be a distinction, Father God, that they're with you, Father. Let Let them have favor like you had favor with Joseph, Father God. And everything he did. I ask that you would have favor in all they do, Father, and all they touch, and every business they touch, Father God. Let them be prosperous, Father, to your glory, not their own, God, to your glory. Father, we thank you, and we love you this morning. We bless you in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. God bless y'all. We hope to see you next week. Don't forget, if you need prayer, our prayer partners are up here. God bless you.